The Kutasich is Chelek Yud Zayin Bechukaisai Beis. Lila Nishmas Deb Yosef Binyamin Benedet Benasha Kaltman. A fascinating Rashi Sicha. One that is three little Rashis, three short Rashis that we are going to dissect, analyze, and come up with a brand new Pshat that we could have never uh, imagined it on our own, but they fit in. It fits in perfectly with the Rashi's, with, with the Rashi, with the wording that Rashi chooses. It connects with the Rashi earlier in the parsha. Really, really beautiful. Pashtap shot. Then it, we utilize some Yena Shalteda, some Chassidus to understand it even better. And it all, it all is so, so amazing. Let's begin. The Pasuk, this is in the beginning of Parshas B'chukaisai, where the Abish there is telling us the reward that is uh, coming our way for rewards for fulfilling teda mitzvahs. So one of the psukim says, "I will turn to you, and I will mult, I will make you fruitful, and I will multiply you." Rashi quotes the words, "Ufanisi alechem, I will turn to you." And he explains as follows: I will turn away from all of my other occupations, all of my other affairs, to pay your reward. Moshal ma dover dema, a moshal. To what does this compare? The melech shasachar poyalim v'chulu to a king that hired workers, etc. Kedisa b'teras keinim, as it is stated in teras keinim, and Rashi does not uh, spell out what the moshal says. He just sends us to teras keinim. For the sake of clarity, the 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 sicha will mention the moshal. Uh, later on, the marshal is the king had a lot of workers, but he had one worker that excelled, did a great deal of work. So he tells the one worker, you wait here while I take care of everyone else and I take care of paying, settling their bills. And then I will turn to you and pay your bill with your reward, which is a great, a much greater reward. Similarly, David tells the tells the Yidin, wait while I repay the wages, the reward to the Umay Sa'ilam to the other nations. And then, since you have done a much greater work and you have a much greater reward waiting for you, then I will give you your reward. That's what it means. Ufanisi Alechem, I will turn to you. I'll first take care of everyone else, and then I'll take care of you. He's done need for standing, so we have a number of questions here. Aleph. Vos felt in the Pirush what is lacking in the first half of Rashi? Ufanisi Alechem, I will turn to you. Why am I turning to you? I'm turning away from all of my other affairs to take care of you. What is missing here that necessitates a marshal? On the other hand, if there is something lacking here, what is the muscle adding? The muscle seems to basically be repeating what Rashi said first, at first. So what's the muscle giving? What extra understanding are we gaining from the muscle? Gimel Nachmer. Three in the parshas Achri Bam Yisur from Dam. The other derech in the parshas Kedushin Bam Yisur from Neistim is Aralam Eilech. Is Rashi Mefarish Al Derech Vias Mefarish Da. This concept that the Eivisher turns away from his other occupations to deal with the Yidden is mentioned already twice. Once in parshas Achri by the Yisur of not eating blood. Again in parshas Kedushin by the Yisur of delivering our children to the Moilech uh, uh, Avedah Zara. And as she says, the same concept, it's similar, it's just over there, it's in the opposite. Here it's being said as a reward. Over there it's being said as the opposite of a reward. The Pasuk says, I will, I will give my face. 
Pnai Shali doesn't mean my face, it means my time. I will turn away from all of my other occupations and occupy myself with him, with this person that transgressed these transgressions. Rashi over there does not bring a muscle. So if we need a muscle here, why do we not need a muscle there? And if we don't need a muscle there, why do we need a muscle here? Dalit, in the muscle group, in the muscle itself, we have to understand something. The marshal is that a king hired workers. The lecha'ira, ding in peolim, is nitazachlas, is shayach dafke ba'amelech. Hiring workers is not something that's exclusively done by a king. Um ba'im, is as eichnim, it's at malasi al-smelech. And when a king does hire workers, he's not hiring workers because he's a king. He was hiring workers for if he needs something, but it's not unique to a king to hire workers. Yet their men can ding and ding peolim, any person can and does. Higher workers. of a person that hired workers. And the, this person turns away from all of his other occupations to pay the worker who did the greatest job. So why? What is the emphasis on the melech shasachar Now in Steve Bays, he is going to suggest an explanation that will answer most of these questions. And then at the end of Siv Beis, he's going to refute that explanation. So maybe we can answer these questions by first introducing a question. Since already told us. In and in that it means, means that I will turn away from my other, other occupations, my other affairs. Why does Rashi have to repeat it here? Why does Rashi have to say the same thing here? The same thing they'd already said previously. Especially since over there, it's a more important uh, uh, thing to address. Over there, Rashi has to say that Panai means my time. Made nicely, is native blaze Darton, who state their Lashon Panai. Over there, it says the word Panai. Vuma cannotos habenados is blaze from Lashon Panim. We can think that it's merely meaning the face. I will, I will invest my uh, my my face, my being into this. And therefore, Rashi has to clarify that Panai means Panaishali. Here doesn't say, I will turn to you. If I'm turning to you, I'm obviously turning away from something else. So, this the whole Rashi is seemingly unnecessary here. Especially after it was already explained in Parsis Achr and Parsis Station. So, the question is. Why does Rashi have to say anything here? Is there beer baza lichaira? So we can suggest again we're lichaira because as I said before we're going to refute this whole building shortly. But in the meantime we're we're, we're following this approach that in parshas achrei by iser from dam. But then it's in parshas kedushim by neis mizare la melech. That's the fact that Earlier it's talking about an individual. He's moving the Pirish when Asati Panai Pnaishali, Poinani Mikola Sakevaisak Boy. So then we understand what Rashi is saying that I have to turn away from everything else, from all the other people that I am tending to, 
and and involve myself with this individual. As the Eibister Kiviyachal is painted from the Iskei Rabim, when I'm separate Yachid, he turns away. The Eibister turns away from his involvement with the multitudes and engages with this individual. But this parsha is talking to all of. Klal Yisrael, Ufanisi, Alechem, I will turn to you in the plural. Kemafregin, Vazog, did Abister Efna Mikol, Belemisharasaki, the Shalom Scharchem. Why would Abister say, I'm turning away from all of my business affairs, all of my affairs? See is in them, Abister Sasakim, Nishnichlul Ech Dos, Vasergitzich up mit Eden, Unsaltis Harfa Kimater Mitzvis. This is his business. Repaying the Yidin, the reward for their engagement in Teiru Mitzvahs is part of Hashem's reward. So the the the, the Lashen, Ufanisi Aleichem, we we can ask, we would think that the that, that the Rashi, the way Rashi explained it in Parshas Achri and Kedoshim, Efnami Kol Asakai, doesn't make sense over here because he, he, he's turning away from his affairs to do his affairs to reward the Yidin is his affair. So. The, the Loshan, Efna Mikola Sokai, wouldn't fit over here. So I would think that therefore it's not, uh, uh, therefore it doesn't apply to this Posik. So if to answer our question, why does Rashi have to uh, say it out here? Because I would think it doesn't apply here. And Rashi is telling us that even when it says, although it's referring to Am Yisrael as a whole, it still means that I'm going to turn away from my other affairs to take care of the Yidden. And then if you're going to ask the question, what, what does it mean I'm turning away from my friends? Which affairs is he turning away from? And that's where Rashi brings the muscle. As referred to in Teiras Kernim. But in Teiras Kernim is a mamshich. Here the Rebbe spells out the muscle from Teiras Kernim. The king hired many workers. There was one worker amongst them. And he worked for him for many days. So when the workers entered to receive their reward, their wages, so that worker went uh, uh, together with them to receive his wages. So the king says, first let me settle with the many workers. And then, and then, and, and then I will turn to you and pay you. The Yidden in this world were asking for their reward from the Eibishter. And the nations of the world were also asking for their reward from the Eibishter. So the Eibishter says to Yidden, Bonai, my children, I will get to you, I will turn to you. First, let me take care of the other nations. But with you, I have a big account that I have to settle with you. So, it's from the Moshul Movement. So, how does this Moshul help us? There are other workers, besides for the Yidin, whom the Eibishter owes reward. Which is part of the Eibishter's affairs. The, the nations of the world are considered many workers. And are the one nation that are like the one worker. The reward that is going to the 
to the other nations is a material reward, and the reward that's going to the Yidin is a spiritual reward, as the Mepharshim explained. So based on this, now we can understand. Why, in comparison to the reward of the Yidin, the Eivishter could say, I am turning away from my other affairs, my affairs. He's referring to those affairs that the Eivishter is paying uh, the reward of the many nations. But the reward to Yidin is a unique schar. It's a spiritual schar. And therefore Hashem has to turn away from the material schar to, in, to engage with the Yidin to give them their spiritual schar. Here too it's understood why he refers to the king. One of our questions was, why a king and not a regular person? But on the Messiah, the idea that he was hiring many workers is more common by a king that is able to afford to hire many workers. So let's go back to our questions. What's lacking in the Rashi, why does Rashi have to tell us anything over here? Because we're wondering, can you use the term here where the Abister is to all the Yidin? What is the Mashal being Moisif? The Mashal is explaining to us why the Mashal is explaining to us why uh, the, the, this Pshat fits over here. And like, and, and like we just explained, that the Mashal is telling us means I turn away from the other nations. The and then I will turn to you to repay you with your with your reward. And I have to do that because the reward for the Yidin is a unique reward. And the question is why in Parshas Achri and Kedoshim is there no Moshul? Because there's no question whether it's clear what Rashi is saying. Because it says the word Panai. So Panai means Panai. Rashi has to say it over there. It's not, it's not understood. The question is why does it say it here? And for that we need a Moshul to explain it to us. And why does it say Melech Sesachar Payalim? Because it makes more sense than a Melech. Because being that we're talking about Payalim Arbei, a lot of workers, it makes more sense to say that it was a Melech. So this answer that also explains to us what's the Chiddush of this Rashi answers all of our previous questions. So look, so as he started saying, is this is the Pshat. However, says the Rebbe that this pshat is difficult to use at, to explain what is happening in this Rashi. Because if this was the intention of Rashi, there were many workers, and there was also one individual unique worker. Because as we just explained, that's the whole back and forth. From the other workers to pay the one worker. If this is the, the Pshat of Rashi, then Rashi should have quoted a few more words at least from the Teras Kenim. Or at least if he's not going to quote the words, and at least say the words, because that's the whole part. Who's paying Sakai from the many other workers? So at least Rashi should have included the words in this Rashi. Which those words, and are a very important element in the Pirish of Rashi. Rashi should not have sufficed by alluding to those words with saying etc. as it is stated in Teras Kehenim. From the fact that Rashi says the words and stops. 
we must conclude as the Ikir Hezber was Rashi Darfah Ben Tzayin Pirush Efna Mikol Asaki L'Shalom Scharchem Yishein Doi Divert Was Rashi Is Maitik. That the most important aspect that Rashi is gleaning from the Moshe is to to understand his Pirush Efna Nimikol Asaki. I'm turning away from my other affairs or from my affairs to to pay your your reward is already understood just. In the words that Rashi brings, in those few words, they contain the message that Rashi needs for his pirush. When the Hebrew brought them from Moshul, and the rest of the uh, of the Moshul, there's no, there's nothing new that I don't yet that, that I don't know with regards to understanding the pshat of the pasuk. And therefore, Rashi suffices with the words "chuluk yisbeteres ken." We obviously have to know what the moshul is, but the moshul, the, the, but the moshul is not adding anything beyond the words "melech shasachar payalim." So therefore, this pirush that we just tried to suggest and see if Bez does not work because Rashi didn't say the words "harbe v'yasham payal echad," and therefore, we're back to our original questions: What's bothering Rashi? What is the? What is? Why does Rashi not suffice with? Uh, uh, the the uh, the first few words. Why does he have to add a muscle? Why in Parshas Achrei and Kedoshim there is no muscle? And why did they say Melech Shasachar Peilim and not Adam Shasachar Peilim? Before we can get to the answer, which is going to begin in Sif Dalid, in Sif Gimel, we're going to learn two more Rashi's and ask on those Rashi's. I will make you fruitful, Rashi says, with Piria and Rivia. By being fruitful and by multiplying. In a moment, we'll get to what that means and what Rashi is trying to say. And then the Pasik says, I will multiply you. Rashi says, with an upright posture. With pride. That's the first thing. So we have to understand. In Parsons Bereshus, Rashi explains why does the Torah tell us Pru or Avu? It says, Pru means that one person has one child. But not more than a ch- one child. Revu means that one person has multiple children. If Pru means one, one child and Revu means multiple children, how could Rashi translate Vifresi that it means Virivia? That Vifresi, which is the same word as Pru, means having multiple children. Now, Mephorshim is again, as dog cabinet lenin will be embraced. First, we say that here you can't learn like Bereshis. But on Pru, the fact that a person can have a child is part of the of the fabric of the of creation. It's not a special bracha. When we bow that the parsha saying that's if again the Abishan's brach is to Eden, and in our parsha it's 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 the Abishan's brach is blessings to Eden. So we must say that it's not a bracha that you have a child. So therefore, as she says, "Vifresi" means you have a lot of children. Uvamele is detached from Vifresi, not Rivia and Kamus. That Rivia beechos, and then he's then he's sort of stuck with Vifresi because he already used Rivia, uh, 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 multiple children in Vifresi. So he says that Vifresi means a riboy, a lot of children, but in quality that the children will be of great quality. Became a skufa, children you'll be proud of. 
So when it's first time, but this this explanation of the Mepharshim is not understood. In vas pashtei dibracha from vifreisi bepiri veribya oich echad meilu dharbe is lecherin itkei bracha. Says uiski tell from yuchet faridin. That's what Farhan Echbal Musa Elam. If that's your issue, if your issue that we're trying to find something that's not part of nature, something that's a bracha, also the fact that one person has multiple children is also not a unique thing to Yidden. Also, nations of the world have individual people that are having uh, more than one child. So if your problem is that Echad Meilud Echad is not a bracha, Echad Meilud Arbe is also not a bracha. So it doesn't answer why Rashi says, So the question is, uh, why does Rashi ties Vipiri Yavirivya different than he does in Chumash Bereshis and Parshish Bereshis? And what does he mean when he says, so basically, we are have to understand this Rashi. What's Rashi trying to tell us? What's the marshal adding? Why is this parsha, this pasuk, different than Achrei and Kedoshim? Why does it say marshal lemelech shesachar peyelim? And how does this connect with veifresi? What does it mean veifresi? Vepiri averivya and veirbesi bekaimaskufa. How does this all connect? Dala debir because here is the explanation. The first thing you have to understand is what's bothering Rashi. Why does Rashi have to say anything? What's bothering Rashi is like this. If you're going to say that this means similar to what we explained in Achri and Kedoshim. I will turn away from my other occupations. There's other things that occupy my time in order to pay your reward. So then it's a very general statement. It's a, not a specific reward. It's a general statement about the reward that's coming. Then it should have been written in the beginning of the parsha. After the Abish is saying that if you walk in my statutes and you fulfill my mitzvahs and you will do them, as an introduction to all of the promises that are brought in this parsha. Or at the very end of this section, as the conclusion, after listing all of the rewards that are coming our way, and say, I will spend all my time to make sure you get your reward. Similar to where it is in Achre and Kedoshim, where it's not sandwiched in the middle of a whole list of things. So Rashi is saying, why, why is it placed in the middle, smack in the middle of the of the uh, of this of the, of the various different rewards? So Rashi therefore concludes that from the fact that this pasuk that the pasuk lists this pasuk, the Torah lists this pasuk in the middle. I would think that it doesn't mean I'm going to turn away from all of my other occupations to give you the reward, which is a general thing. It's a specific and unique schar for Tero Mitzvahs. It's in a list of things. There'll be rain, there'll be other things, there'll be Tzadik Zmechem Itam, Nostar Ativula, Vesis Ode Eaton Pirye, Ufanisi Aleichem. There's another schar, a specific schar, a unique, specific schar of Ufanisi Aleichem. 
That's what I would think it is because Rashi says if it's in the middle, then it sounds like it's something, you, something, uh, just another one of the, uh, just another item on the list. That also over here, even though it's listed in the middle, it still means that the Abish is going to turn away from all of his other things to pay the reward of the Yidin. So in that case, why is it in the middle of the parsha? We need life by morning from the Alinyani Baruchas was not in the beginning of the where the Torah is mentioning all the various different brachas and rewards. Rashi explains this with a muscle, specifically the fact that it was a melech who hired the workers on, as we will see in the next if and on. So question number one was what is Rashi coming to tell us? Rashi is coming to tell us that though you might think that because this Pasuk is enlisted in the middle, therefore it means it is a specific schar, and it doesn't mean Efne Mikola Sakai. Rashi come and tell us, yes, it does mean Efne Mikola Sakai, and to explain to you why it's in the middle, I'll explain it to you with a mushal. Sifei, let's understand the mushal that Rashi is trying to tell us. The fact that a regular person, or even an officer of the king, has to hire workers to do work, is verstandig. It's understood. A regular person, and even an officer, cannot coerce a person to do work for him. But why would a king have to hire workers? Pay them. As the ruler of the country, every one of the of the people living, the civilians living in the land, have an obligation to fulfill the will of the king. Is there fun for standing? From the fact that the Melech is paying his workers, although he usually he could just give a command, a decree, and they would have to do it, is understood as the Retzik Nitvegin in Yonibaz Adibnea Medina's Animachuyev Sutanfar and Melech Odelatevesa Medina. That we're not talking about things that the people of the land are obligated to do for the king or for their country. Those things are, are, are finished, are done, before the king has to hire workers. It's part of the, the obligation of the people, the dues of living in the, in the land, that there are certain things they have to do. Nor, so what's, why is he hiring workers? Nor vegan The king has wants extra things to be done. That are not obligatory for the king, other for Medina, or for his land. And therefore the people are not going to do it, just, uh, just because they're subjects of the king. Because it's not part of their obligation. So in order to get these things done, the king has to hire the workers, and they have to be given reward, and sometimes they have to be given wages, sometimes a lot of wages to get them to do this. And this will also be understood in the nimshol, in the in the lesson. The parasha begins with the words, if you will walk in my statutes. But may or go in my statutes. But may Rashi says in the beginning of the parsha that what does it mean to be It means to toil in Torah. Not just to learn Torah as much as one is obligated. It's going to say later that's included in that means to toil in to toil to delve into learning Torah beyond what is what is the his obligation 
of the basic mitzvah of learning Torah. Similarly, when it says that the Vaita in the Pasik that you're learning Torah in order to do the mitzvahs properly, it's talking about doing the mitzvahs beyond properly in a manner of Amelu. When Derei from the Kima Torah mitzvahs and this manner of doing Torah mitzvahs, that you're not doing just your obligation, but you're going deeper and further uh, and beyond your obligation. Mervis is the chiv al more than Torah obligates him. He's bedugma to the mashal from Amalek Shacharpeilim. This is similar to the mashal of a king that hired workers. They're doing work that the Bnei Medina are not obligated to do. So they understood that since they're doing more than they're supposed to, then they're also going to get an extra reward, a unique reward beyond that which they're going to be rewarded for their uh, basic doing. Let's learn Si'ivov. Now he's going to explain it in the possible Ufanisi Alechem. So we already understand that Melech, the Melech is Meduyik. Because he's trying to point out from the Moshul that the Melech is, that the Poyalim are doing for the Melech something that's beyond what they're obligated to do. And therefore their reward is going to be beyond the regular reward. Now we understand why Yofanis Alechem is in the middle of the Parsha. Since the words means in addition to Amelim Bater, means in addition to the regular learning, is move on as in them is So this obviously includes the basic learning of Tera, the obligatory learning of Tera. As the Pasik says, you should keep my mitzvahs, but as is Kail Ech Kiyoma mitzvahs. Which includes all the mitzvahs, including learning Torah. So, means there's two things. There's Amelim Bat Torah, which is, which includes within it regular learning Torah. Kumtois, as from the Kayans and the Bukhais Telechu Vagemar, Kumtit and Seisu Gishar. Consequently, when a person on the Yid is Mekayim B'chokes Delechu, he receives two categories of reward. One is a basic reward for the basic fulfillment of the mitzvah. He receives a special reward for his toil in Torah for the fulfill, for the extra fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs. And consistent with that, Torah tells us the two different categories of reward. First, the Torah tells us the basic schar, which generally speaking, that's the rain and the produce, etc. And after mentioning that in Mitten Parsha, in middle of the Parsha, Dr. Pasad in Satan Sukhar, the Pasha continues. After you'll receive this first basic schar, there's another schar that you're going to get. For toiling in Torah, Ufa Nisi Alechem. I will turn to you. They receive a higher, a new and higher level of schar. In a manner where I have to turn away from all of my affairs to pay the reward. 
was shot Ethnamikolasokai. The very, the first level of schar. Can't say I'm turning away from all of my other affairs. Because this schar, the schar for the obligatory fulfillment of Tehro Mitzvahs, the Umasalem also gets schar for the, doing their part. And when they learn Tehra, parts of Tehra, they teach them how to fulfill their obligations. So you can't say whatever it is, but it's not, they can't, so you can't put in the beginning. Because because you don't say the pain on the mikolasake is not applicable earlier on. But the special schar that a person receives for amelim batera versus nitab ba'umaselim, which that does not exist by the nations of the world. These brachas are in a manner of I will turn to you. I will turn away from all of my other affairs to repay your schar. So now, if we look back at our, our, our original questions, we understand why Rashi says after Mikolasakai. Because I might have thought that it doesn't mean after Mikolasakai because it's in the middle, not in the beginning. So Rashi says it does mean after Mikolasakai. And if you can ask why it's in the beginning, I'll tell you why. Because we're talking about workers that are doing something beyond their obligation. And therefore, the schar is a special, specific schar to Bnei Yisrael. For doing a, 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 a tero mitzvahs in a manner of amelim, and therefore I have to put a fornisi aleichem later on when I'm talking about the second uh, level of schar, because the first level of schar you don't say paid animikolasakai, because the other nations also get some of that schar. Before we continue to vifresi and vifresi in the in the in the brackets, the Rebbe points out a very important thing: if you follow the Moshel, there is Poyalim Harbi that were doing this king. The king was hiring not just the one worker to be Amelim Batera in the Nimshul, but the Poyalim Harbi, the Musalim are also being, uh, being hired, which means they're also doing something that is on a second level. So how does that fit in with this with this with this explanation? So the Rebbe explains as follows. Rashi includes the word Poyalim. Even the others. Meaning the other nations are also hired by the king. Which would imply that also in the Nimshul by the nations there is a higher uh, a type of Aveda beyond the letter of the law, and therefore there is a schar a unique schar for them. This is because amongst the, the nations of the world there are the righteous of the nations. But two in Mervius for the which the Hasidim Masailam are those who do more than demanded of them. Aber ich die Avede Zere kommt in ganzen Nitzu, kommt in ganzen Nitzu der Avede Nisafas von Eden in der Nähe von der Milmatera. But even the the work that they do beyond the letter of the law and the reward that they get doesn't come close to this. Extra Veda of the Yid in an Ephraim Amelim Batera, when the Rebbe is as Schar for Eden Uisketilt, and therefore the Yidden Schar is on a totally different level. In an Ephraim Ephraim, he calls us Akhil Sham Schacham, I turn away from all of that to pay your reward. And his payment to another Sug Schar, a filu from the Asik to Gavin Schar for Chsidim Asylum. It's a totally different type of Schar, it's even different than the involvement in, in, in rewarding Chsidim Asylum. So this was in brackets, was parenthetical. 
that uh, there are that receive a special reward, but it doesn't come close to the reward that we're talking about over here of Ufanisi Aleichem. So Lecha'eda, although we will come up with a couple of diyukim uh, and questions in the in the continuation of the Sikha, but Lecha'eda, we have answered our questions, we now understand this Rashi, what Rashi is coming to tell us. Rashi is telling us that Ufanisi Aleichem means Efne Mikal Asokai. It's in the middle. Of the, of the whole list. Why is it not in the beginning? Because it's talking about a special schar. A special schar that's unique to the Yidin. And that we see in the Moshul, specifically from the words, Melech Sosachar Poyel. We don't need to know that this Poyel is Harbe. And it's Poyel Echelisham. The fact that the Melech is Sosachar Poyel, and the fact that he's paying for workers, we know that we're talking about a special Avoida. And if there's a special Avoida, there's a special schar. And that's the Ufanisi Aleichem, Poynani Mikola Sokai. I turn away from all the other affairs, all the other schar that I'm giving to Umisailam. To pay your unique second level of schar. This can also understand now why Rashi explains on Vifresi that it includes two two levels. Since we're not talking about regular reward, but we're talking about a special, unique reward. In a way that I'm turning to you, to Yidin, specifically, nor for specifically for Yidin. You can't say that, 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 that like it does in Bereshis, that Vifresi means Pru and Vifresi means Revu. Multiple children. That bracha, the fact that a person could have one child, or the fact that a person could have multiple children, exists also by the other by the nations. Muzmin zagin as vifreisi is a bracha miyuchedes as is nital derech haragim undos kump nor atzatitzav unufanisialech. So therefore, we must say that vifreisi and vifreisi is such a unique bracha that is not something that is to be automatically expected and is a direct result. Of Ufanisia Lechem, the river led Rashi. So, what does it mean? Rashi says, Bepiria Verivia. What does he mean? As the Freysi Alain make neat nor Piria, nor Ech the meaning for Rivia. Echod made it Harbe. That Pru means that one person has a lot of children. How does that work? The says is neat nor was there Vart Bifresi is Kalil Be the Brachas of Piria Verivia. Not like we thought in the beginning of the Sikha, like the Mafarshman tried to explain that Vifresi means Piria and Livia. That means he'll have one child and then he'll have multiple children. As the Vifresi Gufa is a name from Rivia. That the Piria is in a manner of Rivia. The one child, the one child that a person has is in a way that it causes many children to be born from that. The proof of Musaylah when we say pru, by Yomisayla, it means that one person has one child. But it doesn't mean automatically that the born child will be a, a, a will, will have more children. It's possible that they will be a barren child. Even when one person had only one child, is this one born child is in a manner of multiple children. Because from this one born child, there'll be a continuation for the for, for eternity. And if you're gonna ask, like 
It says a unique bracha. Where, where, where do we see a parallel to this? So he brings a pasik. He uses the Lashon Arbe, which would mean multiple. He'll have multiple. He'll multiply his children, his offspring. And I'm going to give him Yitzchak. So how could how could you save Arbe Ezari and then give him only one child? Because from Yitzchak came a great quantity of children. And for sure that the bracha of Echad Mel Harbi will be by them because it's by, by the nations as well. So certainly it'll be by the Yidden as well. So now she's saying, it means what he's telling us is in the period. That the period will be in a matter echad meilad echad, but the echad anayla the the born the one born child will be in a manner that from him or from her from will uh, come multiple children at sif kader. That, that's the bracha. We bow does the phrase is shein kailo rivia. So if a phrase includes rivia, aribu bekamus, which means a, a, a great number quantitatively. So therefore Rashi has to say, well, it's Virbasi, not the Bracha. So it must mean, and this, uh, this is the Mepharshim that we brought in Siv Gimel, that Virbasi means qualitatively. That, that the, the, the greatness of the children won't be in number, just in numbers, but also in quality. And this quant, this, this, uh, a, a qualitative greatness is also because of Phoenicia Lechem. Of them, Zagrashi, we're basically asking became a skufa. This is the haste as Nitna is when we call him the after of Rav Yavit Sawyer. Not only will we see the fulfillment of the of the promise, Rav, the greater one, meaning the Asaf, the older one, will serve the younger one. So, which is a big bracha. The fact that although he's Rav, he's greater in quantity, and he's great, and he was born first. That he will, they, Esau, the, the Gentiles, will serve the Yidin. Nor, Nochmer, Mitzadu Fanisia Lechem, that the Tsoyer, Veren Nefem from Virbesi, Veren Rav became a Skufa. That the Tsoyer, the younger one, the smaller one, will become greater. Not only will, 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 the, will the greater one, meaning the other, the other nations, serve the younger one, but the younger one will become greater. So Fanisia Lechem, that's a, that, that, that's a whole other level. So, so the way Rashi teaches is based on the first Rashi of Ufanisi Alechem. Because Ufanisi Alechem means a special type of schar. So therefore you can't say it just means to have children or even a lot of children. There must be a unique schar in there. What's the unique schar in there? Number one, that the children that are born will propagate ad uh, so there'll be a ribuy from each child that's born. And also, because of Phoenicia Lechem, there's going to be a skufa that the children that are born will be greater than the, the, the nations around them that until the bracha were only serving them, but they were still greater. And now, became a skufa, the Tsoyer becomes the Rav, the greater one. Sifches is going to delve and on is going to delve a little deeper into this into into this pshat because until here we've answered all of our questions. Uh, now we're going to go a little bit deeper into the into the wording of Rashi and to understand the the explanations from here. Even though it doesn't use the word yena shaltera, but we're going to uh, uh, incorporate ideas from Chassidus in order to understand this Rashi even deeper. Seemingly. We haven't yet uh, 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 finalized, we haven't yet uh, finished 
this understanding. From the fact that Ashi says from all of my business, small, not business, small of my affairs, small of my occupations, doesn't say I will turn away from my other affairs. He said, I'll turn away from all of my affairs. He's move on as their Means that this repayment or this reward for the Yidin of is not part of Asaka. Not part of the Abishter's affairs from Abishter. Therefore, by saying, for us, Zoldos, for Nemens, for us, Zoldos, for Nemens, with its own scars of Eden, with the Rangerachen Veren in the Asaka of the Mavishter. Why not? Why is it not included in the Schar? In other words, follow the grammar. When, when, I, when I have six different things to do, and I'm, I'm going to do one thing, I say, I'll turn away from my other things and do this one thing. If I say, I'll turn away from everything, and do something, then it's obviously something that's not included in those things that I normally have to do. So the seemingly the schar of uh, to the yidin ufanisi alechem is not the asik of the ebister. Why is that? Musman zogin as the ufanisi alechem direct uisa tiferin inyan vidyetsuke dragon kait was his doyin aminyan ufanisik. So therefore, we must conclude that ufanisi is referring to a deeper engagement, one that is not a part of asik. Asik means involved, Asik means occupied with, which is what the Abyssal does in many different things. But Lashalim Schar in a way of Ufanisi Alechem is higher than Asik. But when the Sashtain the Khmavar is an Imtechen from Asik, Unzain move on the Pnimisanyanim. So let's understand what does it mean Asik? What is the meaning of the word Asik in Pnimisanyanim in a deeper level? Asik ba mention lamato ba dait as their mention is a rangeton and a tzaytazach. When you use the word asik here in this world, it symbolizes the fact that the person is involved, immersed in something else. Versus nit era leviyas farzich, which is not the person as he is uh, as he is himself. The seisti far numenkait von a mention in an asik vayst avat nua und begin versus a yiride von lefun legabe zanetzamuhos, which means asik means when I'm when I'm engaged in something, when I'm involved in something, it means I'm lowering myself to something that's not me to deal with it. The same thing would 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 apply when we talk about the ebister. The ebister is in ganz nit begadar amshacha vegulin. The ebister is not really in a in 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 a in a, uh, uh, in, a, in, a in a place in a, in a in a in a situation, I'm uh, missing a word here. The gedet amshachav the Ebrister is not there. The essence of the Ebrister is not made to be drawn down and revealed to this world. And therefore, everything that the Ebrister does to manifest, to engage, to give to the world is called asokai. Because it's, it's not coming from the essence of Hashem. It's coming from a place where the Abister lowered himself to reveal himself to the world. So ASIC means to, that I engage in something that's not me. I'm involved in a, in a deal. Whatever it is, it's not me. I am lowering myself to something else. The Abister is the same thing, that the Abishter, when he has to engage in this world, it's a Yeridah for the Abishter. It's an Asik. It's something that's not the Abishter himself. This is what he means uh, using this, this, uh, 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 these Lishonis, this type of uh, uh, verbiage from Chassidus is another deeper way to understand these words. He's Havos the creation of the world. 
worlds. When a field the reason for schayven is a little karagil. Even the concept that the Ebister has to give consequences to the positive to the negative. When a field is not from eris vigiluyim. It comes from the Ebister in a state of revelation. Under far, which is not the essence of Hashem, which is giluyim, which is a a manifestation of Hashem. Under far, but that's after nichol and asok. So. All that is part of a sake for Nevishn. Musa is Baruch is Zich Mitzamtsim How the Abishter contracts himself to be in a mode of giving to the world. So everything the Abishter does, creating the world, punishing when there has to be a punishment, rewarding when there has to be a reward, regular rewards, it's all a Yeridah for the Abishter. It's all the Abishter lowering himself down to engage in these things. And therefore, it's called a sake, an Asik. But when the Aveda of a Yid is in the manner of Amel and Matera, they're toiling in Tera. More, more than it is required from him uh, uh, based on the command of Hashem. Which means that the Yid, who is learning Tera, is not an Asik, it's not just something that he's involved in. So, which uses his external faculties, his revealed kaiches. Revealed kaiches usually means seichel amidus. Rather, he is immersed in this learning Teda with the core of his soul. When therefore he does beyond what he's obligated to do. So this reflects the Abishter's reward. If the person is putting in his Pnimius, then the Abishter puts in his Pnimius, Ufanisi, Miloshan Pnimius. The Abishter puts in his, his inner core. The Abister invests his essence and his core being so that way it could be the Eid could be one with the Abister. So Ufanisi Alechem, now we have a whole deeper Pshat. That it means I will turn away from my Asakai. I will turn away from the the, the Abishter, the way he is mitzamtzim himself, the way he contracts himself to engage with the worlds, and he will give, he will be, he will give his pnimius the asmus to the yid, so that it could be Yisrael the kuchav nuchu kulachad. The yid could be one with Abishter. Oh, and and then we can take this a step further. Vifresi Virbesi is going to be another step in this. Now that we're coming from the perspective of Chsidis, we're understanding what's happening over the Deid is, is not using Chitzenius and Nefeshkechas Agluyim. It's not using just the Seichel and his minutes, but he's invested his entire being, his essence, his Pnimius. Therefore, the Abishter is, is, is rewarding him with the Abishter's Pnimius, that the Yid can become one with the Abishter. Ufanisi Aleichem. Now, it doesn't just mean I'm going to give you Schar. It means that the Yid becomes Chad, Dima Kodesh Baruch, one with the Abishter. Yisrael, Yisrael, so we can take this now and also understand the union of Ifresi Virbesi. The definition of a creation is that he's a recipient. But that's the highest level of creation is still receiving. Even the highest revelations and the highest light that's coming from the Abishter is their basic definition is that they are receiving their revelation, their light. Which means that they're receiving something from above them that they are revealing to the next level. Therefore, you can't refer to them as givers because how are they giving? They're giving something that they're receiving. So, what really defines them is the fact that they are receiving from above them. The Emma Sayyid from Ashpia on Kinshaikh Sukabala is Menetvi and Atmos. 
Where do we see the idea that something is giving without any receiving beforehand? That's Atmos. The Avishter himself is the only one who gives without receiving. Any other level that the Avishter created, even for the purpose of giving or conveying, is they first have to receive. When Yidin learned Torah and do mitzvahs to the point that they were commanded to do, they're considered recipients. They're receiving the command from the Abishter, and the reward that they get, they are receivers. When you have a they're going beyond what is required of them because of the command. Then it's a concept of mashpia. He's not using, He's not doing it because he was commanded to do so. He's creating a new a new thing. He's doing something from himself. From himself. He, although he was not commanded to do so, although he did not receive the tzivui, he's doing anything. Then he is doing something as a mashpia. Then he becomes similar to his creator. That by the Yid is revealed how the Yid is sourced in Atmos. And therefore also the Schar could come from Atmos. I, the Ebishter, will turn to you. I will go, turn away from all of the other things that, that we, which we said before refers to the lower levels. And I will give you Atmos. And that's where the first expression of this schar is in having children. Which having children is the idea of giving. In addition to the fact, the whole concept of having a child, of giving birth, is coming from the Kayach Ha'insayf. Only the Kayach Ha'insayf that was given to the human being can actually have a child, create a child. So any child that's born is born But when you have not only the Kayach but you also have the Ufanisi Aleichem, which we said before, the Gili of Atmos, the Chad Im HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then this ability to have children becomes in a manner of great, of great numbers. Quantitatively and qualitatively. As he said before, that every specific individual birth is in a manner of infinity to the end of times. So this was a deeper understanding of what Rashi is saying uh, uh, and using the ACS of Chassidus. That the bracha is the b'shasa yid is amelim batayra. When a yid uses his keches pnimiim, this brings the abister to use to be megala his atzmos, and this creates a oneness with the abister, so that a yid can become daima lebayre and can have the kayach of hashpa, and therefore the reward is vifresi virbesi, which is the union of hashpa. So now we have to understand something. Now that we've gone this high. Now that we're holding by Yisrael the Kuchavrichu Kulachad, now let's read Vaiter in the Chumash. If Segeit the Pass, it, 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 it doesn't click. In Hemshech Abrachas Nochel Fonisi Alechem, Rechem to the Pass, Kam Vekam Inyoni Schar Metaribu Yinkashmizikinyon. The Pass continues to list various different forms of reward with very material things. 
So we need for after you already told us that there's going to be a, a, a revelation of of We're on such a high level, lofty level. What what kind of uh, meaning significance does Inyanim Gashmiim have? Is there beer in them? Then as well as the Kedad we're going to scarf on Edus Fash Poisons and Mugdin together from Bligvul. Other not going to together Gilo. If you were talking about Shad that was coming from Bligvul, they were defined as Bligvul or defined as Gilo revelation. Who can and define it in Skalavan Lamatins in Mailu Madrega? And they couldn't come down into this world because they were too high for this world. No Dav could do it, but they're Achim Tzumamiot in the Raspa, and therefore they would have to be contracted and minimized in order to come down into this world. Dan Volt Agresor and Achra Brachar Gemeint and Achra Gilo Nuchnistik in Yarnim. Then you, the more spiritual the, the revelation is, the greater the brach. But since we're talking about which is not defined by any definition, the Abis is higher than Gvul, the Abis is higher than Bligvul. So the bracha can't be defined. You can't say that gashmis doesn't fit in over here. You can't say that a certain bracha is not really a bracha because then, then you're limiting and defining Atzmusi is barach. So Davke and Gasmius, in a certain sense, do you see the bleak vol of Atmos? So where does the bracha express itself in an abundance of materialism, in revealed goodness, without any limitations? So if we continue the Yehudim Gashmiim, the promises that, that uh, uh, were uh, given in the Parsha, it makes sense. Once we're talking about Ufanisi Aleichem, that the Abister is giving Atzmus to Klal Yisrael as a, as a schar, giving himself, I should say. So then the, the, the expression of that could be even or sometimes specifically in Gashmius. But this didn't totally conclude this answer. It's true that from the perspective of Hashem, there is, a, there, there is an abundance which is going to express itself even, even, even materially. But from the perspective of the Yid, that the Yid just received the reward that he became one with the Abishter, what kind of significance, what kind of meaning does Gashmistic things have? Now, there's the question that we gave when Mitzad Atzmus, there's no Gwag Balis. Gashmis, Ruchmis, it's all the same thing. But Mitzad the Yid, after you go to Mufanisi Aleichem, now you can tell the man you're also going to get a banana. You're also going to get a Gashmis. What kind of uh, 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 significance does the gospel itself base? I feel the meaning of Another question that we have is on the word schar. Why does Rashi refer to it as reward? The word schar means something that's being given as a payment for the work. If the king is paying or rewarding the worker, then they're two separate entities. If we're talking about if we're talking about something on a lower level, level where the Abish reveals himself to the world, just like the Giluyim can't truly express the essence of Hashem, nor they can only express the level of Alakus. The level of Atmos, the way it is contracted to be drawn down into the world. So therefore, they, if they can't express the essence of Hashem, they can't either uh, 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 permeate the, the essence of the Yid. 
as is learned in Zachmut Nidim that they become one with the Yid because they, they have a limitation to them. But if we're talking about that they're becoming one with Hashem from Atmos, we passed up to the Loshon Hashem Scharchem. So why are we using the word Scharchem, which means there's two separate things? Is there beer in them? So there's an explanation for this. When we're talking about which is the we said before in Seif Ches that it's coming from a maiden batera comes from the panemius aspects of the yid there could still it could still be subdivided into two approaches it's coming from his essence from his core is there but he has a reason for it he has a goal he wants to unite wants to become one with atmos we bow this is daughter by zain and since this is his desire this proves, this shows that there is still something here that's not Atmos. There's the he, there's the person that wants to connect with Atmos. That's one approach. One approach is that he wants Atmos. He wants Atmos. There's still a he, there's still a Matthias here that's not Atmos. Base. The second would be, way would, would be, there's no, there's no calculation, there's no purpose, there's no desire. It's not even that he has this need to become one with Atmos. Nor to the Batera is solely for the purpose of, because the Abister wants to do that. And this is entirely unlimited. And this approach leaves no room for anything else, no materialism, no person, nothing besides for Atmos. And therefore, there's also two approaches of When it's the first approach that he wants to connect. And therefore, his Mitzis is still in existence, even in a minute way. So therefore, also the Phonisi Aleichem, the oneness that, 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 that ensues, is in a way that the Yid retains his Mitzis. Therefore, we use the word schar because there's, there's still two separate entities here. There's Atmos and there's the Yid. And from this approach, it's also explained why the Torah would list material uh, uh, promises. Because since his Messias still retained some existence, therefore his needs also make an appearance. And therefore Hashem gives promises material needs. But when the Aved is in, one, in, com, in perfect completion, in complete perfection, oh, and came a vocus without any personal need or desire, then is that in then in response to that, the Abishta is turning to the Yidin, the Ufanisyalechim is also in in, in, in perfect in complete perfection. See you, my parsha, and the end of this section of the parsha is Va'elech Eschem Kememius. Kememius is two kaimas, but one word, as the kaima from Eberstein und die kaima von Eden werden ein kaima, that the form of the posture of the Yidden 
and the posture of the Abishter, which are really two separate kaimas, become one word, kaima mius, to become one kaima, Yisrael, Umalka, Bilchaydei, the Yidin, and the Abishter as one, which is the highest level of Ufanisya which means that in Sif Yud Ayyad Aleph and Yud Beis, he was he, he explained that there's two aspects to Ufanisi Alecha. You know, even after we explained that Ufanisi Alecha means that the, the, the Atmos comes down to become one with the Yid, but it could be two Eifanim. One in an Eifan is there's still room for the Metzius of the person, at least in a small way, and therefore we call it Schar, and therefore there's, there, there's Yudim Gashmiim, but the ultimate of Ufanisi Alecha is where, the, where there's no, it's not even called Schar. And and it's not it's and there's no yudim gashmiim because the yidden are entirely higher, which is elechasim kevemius, which is the geula, which is when the yidden and the eivish will be chad mamish yisrael umalkel bilchaydoi.